Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M-A-I-N-M-E-N-U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hello, everybody, and welcome to Main Menu for the 2nd of August, 2019. I am your co-host, Jason Castingway. We had ourselves a little summer break, and we're happy to say that we're back with lots to tell, as you'll find out in the next couple of shows. Thanks to our friends at Accessible World, you'll now hear about improvements to narrator and low vision in Windows 10. The panel consists of Jeff Bishop, Mariah Moon, and Jeremy Curry. It's chock full of good info, so be ready, and oh, there wasn't enough time to include the question and answer segment after the presentation, so we took that and we will include it in the next main menu. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. Today is, my goodness, July 29, 2019. We're almost into August already. And the last time Jeff Bishop, Mariah Moon were with us was like September or so of 2018 to talk about the latest and greatest in Windows 10 back then. And they're going to be doing some of that this time. We've also added Jeremy Curry, who will be talking uh, somewhat about the low vision aspect of Windows 10. And there's all kinds of things that they'll be chatting about, of course, narrator, etc., and giving you kind of an idea as to what's happening with the next version of Windows 10, which is coming out fairly soon. In any event, I will shut up and I will um, first say thank you guys for coming back. And uh, Jeff is going to kick it off. So first of all, let's say thank you for all of, all of you for coming. And uh, Jeff, thanks for coming to Tech Talk. Thank you so much, Larry. And thank you so much, everyone, for having us today. My name is Jeff Bishop. I'm a program manager on the Windows Accessibility Team. And today we're going to be talking with you about uh, both blindness and low vision features that are in Windows to make it easier for you to learn and use. Now, you know, here at Microsoft, we're on a mission here to empower every person on the planet, including those with disabilities, to achieve more. Not only that, we want our products to be needed, wanted, and loved. That's what we really strive for. And we're on that journey. And you are all a part of that journey. Here's what we're going to talk about today. And then I'd like to have, uh, I'll, I'll continue to introduce myself here. And then we'll have Mariah and Jeremy introduce themselves. We're first going to kick things off with Jeremy talking about low vision. Then Mariah and I will then talk about all of the features uh, related to narrator. And then I will end things up here talking about feedback and some resources that you might find useful to get additional information. So I wanted to start by telling you a little bit about my story. You know, I've been in the AT industry as a user since, well, really since around 1987 professionally. And I've always been involved in the forefront of helping the AT industry in, in reference to testing and just being a user of this technology. I had an opportunity to work very closely a few years ago along with the American Council of the Blind and 
to really try to make a difference for the community working alongside of Microsoft. And an opportunity came up here and I joined the Windows Accessibility team. And now I work alongside some of the most talented people I've ever known. They're just absolutely amazing. I want to first say that, you know, so I always get questions like at the ACB conference, for example, is Microsoft's commitment real? I can tell you that I live it every day here. And from our leadership team to our program managers who work hard on writing specifications and creating features to our development team and our dev leads, the commitment is really, really real. And they are begging for feedback. You know, that's what drives us here at Microsoft. Every day here at work, we look at your feedback. We call it triaging. We take a look at that feedback and we make sure that we're looking out for, you know, the things that you report to us. So keep this in mind. We'll come back to you later as we provide more resources to you about how to provide feedback. But we really encourage you to get involved and be a part of this journey along with us. Now, I'd like, a, I'd like to go ahead and turn it over to Mariah, who will introduce herself. Mariah? Thanks, Jeff. So my name is Mariah Moon. Uh, I've been on the narrator team now for about four years. Um, and, and it's been great to see the top-down support that we've been getting kind of from, from Satya, from our administration, to really support what we're trying to do on the Windows Accessibility team. Jeff touched on this, but um, it's been great to see the investments and uh, just just bringing Narrator as well as the low vision features forward. So that's a little bit about me, and now I'll hand it over to Jeremy. This is Jeremy Curry, and uh, some of you probably know me from back in my days at um, a couple different assistive technology companies, one being GW Micro, who made a screen reader called Window Eyes, and AI Squared, who... Uh, made ZoomText. And just like Jeff, I've been an assistive technology user for many years now, uh, since the late 90s, as I was uh, diagnosed with an eye condition that uh, made me start to lose my eyesight. And so I started using uh, assistive technology way back then. And I've been in product development and product management and training for it now for I guess a couple of decades. Uh, and uh, recently, I just started with Microsoft this past January. And just like Mariah and Jeff have noted, uh, Microsoft is really committed to accessibility. In fact, it was one of the things that I made sure of before I accepted the position that, you know, is this just something we're saying or is this something we're doing? And I have been just astounded at the investment that Microsoft has put into accessibility. And we're really excited to be able to talk to you today about some of those things that we're doing uh, for uh, people with low vision as well as uh, people who are blind. And um, so, Jeff, if it's okay with you, I'd like to go ahead and uh, start uh, with the uh, low vision uh, solutions before you guys start talking about narrators. Is that good with you? Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. So, there are a couple things that we've been doing as um, a company in regards to helping people with low vision. And so, I primarily primarily deal with people who are low, low vision or, or the technologies that deal with low vision inside of Windows 10. I'm a program manager, just like uh, Jeff and Mariah. And so some of the things that we've been doing are, we wanna make Windows easy for 
everyone to see and use. There are lots of people out there who don't necessarily identify as low vision or identify as visually impaired, but the things that we're making help people who are both low vision and they also help people who maybe have correctable vision, but maybe they need reading glasses from time to time, or they're in a boardroom or in an educational setting, and they're trying to see something way across the room, but they just can't quite see it. Or they're outside and the sunlight is on uh, top of their screen and they're you can see this glare and they want to be able to see something. And so we've been adding features that make it easy for not just low vision users, but easy for everyone to use Windows. And so we also know that of our low vision population, the one thing that I have learned with my experience over the years is that everybody with low vision is different. They all have different needs. Uh, sometimes those needs change throughout the day. For example, I'm a person that will often use magnification in the morning and mostly speech or lots of speech towards the end of the day. So I'm still using a magnification and narrator, for example, together. Um, some users have needs that just change day to day. And as I mentioned, there's just this broad spectrum between uh, people who are low vision and then all the way up to people who are almost fully sighted but just have correctable vision. And so we're making features that benefit all types of vision loss. And when we're doing that, we're also making features that use plain language. We try not to make it very super, I'll say geeky, because I'm a geek, geeky, technical, uh, and, and trying to make it very simple to understand. Because again, we're trying to reach a broad uh, audience. And so some of the things that we've done inside of Windows today to really make it easy for everyone um, and get the low vision spectrum as well as up to people with correctable vision and plain language is one of the things we've done is if uh, you want bigger text inside of Windows, you can go into ease of access. And by the way, if you don't know the hotkey, you can get into ease of access with Windows key and the letter U as in unicorn. And you can open that up and you can go into uh, the settings that deal with display and you can actually make your text bigger. And I know this is gonna sound crazy, but we actually named the setting, make text bigger. So it's nice and plain language. We have lots of people using it that again, don't consider themselves people with low vision, but there are lots of low vision users also using it as well. And so this is something that today you can go and if you've got some site and you need just a little bit of help, you can increase it just a little bit or you can increase it a lot and you're not even using magnification, you're just increasing the text that's actually on the screen itself. Something else that we've been really excited about that just shipped in the May 2019 update for Windows 10 is a bigger, brighter mouse pointer. So people with low vision or even, uh, I, I've seen this all the time with sighted people, uh, and uh, if any of you are like me, I have a sighted spouse and sometimes she won't see the mouse pointer. And so what she does is she takes the mouse pointer and shakes it to try and find it so she can see where the movement is. And we thought, you know what, we could, we could make this better for everybody. Not only people with low vision, but we could make it better for people who have some, uh, you know, are we even fully sighted? And so now you can actually make your mouse pointer either really small if you want it to be, or really, really massive. And you can personalize the color of it. You can change the color to whatever you want. We've got some suggested colors, but then you can customize it to wherever you want it to be. And so these bigger, brighter mouse pointers allow people with low vision or anywhere along the sighted spectrum to be able to use a mouse pointer of your personal color and size and not be able to lose it ever again. So you don't have to shake it. Or if you're low vision like me, you don't have to look around the screen and get your face really, really close to the screen in order to try and figure out where it is. 
And over the years, we've made some magnifier improvements. So uh, just in case you're not aware, we've made magnifier improvements uh, along the way over the last few years before I even got here where you can actually make the uh, text smoother with magnifier. That was one of the issues that we had heard a lot of from people. And so there's uh, a quite a few things that are already in magnifier today that help make it a really, really good experience for people with low vision. And we continue to improve on Windows Magnifier and these low vision experiences. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what's coming or what you can actually get today if you wanna run a preview build of Windows. And so some of the things that are coming are in what we call a Windows Insider build. Now, if you're not familiar with what Windows Insider is, you can actually go into Windows, you just type in check for updates in your start menu, and you'll come uh, to a uh, menu item you can press enter on, and there will be a navigation pane on the left-hand side that you can up and down arrow in, and one of those items says Windows Insider. Well, what in the world is Windows Insider? Windows Insider is a free uh, path that Microsoft allows you to be able to get the latest and greatest Windows operating system. So if you're somebody who is okay running something that may, might be more on what we call the bleeding edge, you're able to get into what's called the fastering, meaning stuff that uh, has been tested and is, you know, we, we try and make it as stable as possible, but it's got the latest stuff. There's also something called the slow ring, and those things have been tested more than the fast ring. And so those things are even more stable than what the fast ring is. Um, so you can get into the fast ring or the slow ring, and it's something that anybody can try. And as Jeff mentioned, we're always trying to get feedback. So anytime we have new features, before they become final in what's called general availability or GA uh, for Windows that would you know might come on any laptop you go to a, to a, a store and, and buy it on, we actually put those out as what we call preview builds. And so you're able to get those previews and see what's brand new. Again, anybody can do it, it's free. Uh, it's a really cool program that Microsoft has. And so some of the things that we have just recently shipped for people with low vision is uh, one of my favorites is called the center text cursor. So if you're a magnification user, and by the way, you can use Windows Magnifier along with Windows Narrator. They actually track together in case you're someone who's very low vision and uh, is using both. But if you're just using Magnifier, regardless if it's using Narrator or just magnification by itself, as you're typing along, there's this vertical blinking cursor that's in the, the, the screen. So for example, if you're in a Word document or typing an email, and Oftentimes with Magnifier before that center or that excuse me that text cursor would jump around the screen. You have to move your head all the way around. You know where did it go? Is it off to the left? Is it off to the right? Where is it? And so now that text cursor actually stays directly in the center of the screen, so you can look at just one consistent place in the screen and be able to find that text cursor all the time. It is just a really fantastic tool for people with uh, low vision who are using Windows Magnifier. Another item that we just relieved in, uh, released excuse me, in these Windows Insider builds is called the Text Cursor Indicator. So again, this would require some sight, but if you are using the text cursor, so if you're in a Word document, Notepad, WordPad, on the web, you're making an email, an email anywhere that there is a text cursor. Just like the mouse pointer, users often had a very difficult time attempting to find where that text cursor was. And now there is an indicator that actually shows you where it is. So if you're in a, um, 
a boardroom, for example, and you're doing a presentation and maybe you're arrowing through Word, for example, and you're saying, hey, right here where this line is, sometimes it can be difficult for those people across the room to be able to find where that text cursor is at. But now with the text cursor indicator, they can easily find that text cursor indicator. So again, whether you're low vision, whether you're somebody that just has correctable vision, this text cursor indicator is really valuable for anybody on that vision spectrum from fully sighted with correctable vision all the way up, but not including people who are totally blind. So again, this is a visual feature and we've got other fantastic features and narrator uh, for people who are totally blind. We've also made some user interface or UI improvements inside of Windows Magnifier. So it now supports dark mode, which is really cool because a lot of people who um, just are using computers day in and day out are using dark mode. It's easier on your eyes. There's less glare. There's less eye fatigue. But probably one of the absolute coolest things that we added to Windows Magnifier that's in these Windows Insider builds is the new reading functionality. So when we were talking to low vision users, we would often find that, you know, they wanted some speech but they didn't want the full speech that Narrator provides. They didn't need all that extra great information that Narrator provides. And so instead, what we did is we built a basic reader for Windows Magnifier. And so if you want to read anywhere, for example, if you're in the web, email, Word document, you could actually go and, and start reading and it'll highlight that uh, text as it's read. Or if you want to use the mouse pointer and you just want to use a hotkey, you can do uh, control, left click, and start reading from a specific location. And again, it'll start reading from that exact location using your mouse and highlight each word as it's spoken. You can adjust the rate of speech. You can fast forward. You can rewind. It's a really, really cool feature that we've added, and we're super excited about it. All of these things, the center text cursor, text cursor indicator, UI improvements and reader are in the Windows Insider build. So if you want to try them, uh, please go and download the Windows Insider build and give us feedback. You can do that with Windows key F as in Foxtrot. I'm sure Jeff will talk about uh, that a bit more later as well. And so as you can see, we're trying to make Windows easier for everyone to see. We're trying to benefit everybody, not just people with low vision, but that entire sighted spectrum. And we're trying to ensure that we're using this plain language, easy to understand uh, text and, and uh, items that we're naming these things to say, hey, this is what this thing does. We don't want to make it overly complicated. We want to make your life simple. Uh, we want you to be able to get your work done and use this technology to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do with your PC, whether it's work, education, personal, you know, all that stuff. Uh, we want to make your life better and help you achieve more. I am gonna go ahead and turn it over to Mariah and she's gonna talk to you about some of the cool stuff we're doing with Narrator. Over the past couple of years with Narrator, we have been really working to do a couple things. We have been uh, working to make Narrator a lot easier to learn and use. We've been also working on making Narrator faster as well as make you as the Narrator user more efficient when you're using Narrator. We've also been working on making Narrator more familiar, as well as increasing your independence. So these are kind of the big four themes, the big four goals that we've been trying to achieve uh, with Narrator. So Jeff and I are going to be kind of talking more in depth about uh, some of the things that we've been doing for these. So the first one um, that we've been working on is really trying to make Narrator 
uh, easier to learn and use. Um, I was at the National Federation of the Blind Conference a couple years ago, and I um, I spoke to um, parents of a blind child, and they were asking me how how can I have my child learn how to use a computer? Um, and these these types of interactions, I think, have been really trying to force us on the narrator team to make uh, narrator easier to learn and use for everyone. Um, so one of the things that we've built uh, that came out last year is something we call the quick start. So the quick start is something that teaches you the basics of learning how to use narrator. It's the top 13 things we think you need to know to start uh, browsing the web. So it teaches you things like how to navigate, how to interact with controls, um, and it also teaches you about scan mode. So scan mode, um, if you use another screen reader, it's kind of similar to a browse mode, um, but it basically allows you to use the up and down arrows to get through content, as well as having kind of quick navigation keys uh, to jump to things like headings, landmarks, links. Um, but what's a little unique about scan mode is that you can use it anywhere. So you can use it on the web, but you can also use it in places like settings where we've added headings or different applications. So we're trying to make our main navigation mode um, kind of easier to use because you can use it anywhere. So that's the quick start. That's scan mode. Um, one of the things that we recently just came out with is something we call uh, narrator home. So one of one of the problems that we've heard from people is that they ha they've had a lot of trouble finding all of the narrator resources. So they couldn't find the quick start that teaches you those basics, or they couldn't find the user guide or settings, um, or what's new. They didn't know what version they were on or how to provide us with feedback. So one of the things we did is we took all of those resources and we put them on one page. And that's something we call narrator home. Um, and so when you turn on narrator, narrator home will come up um, and we'll have all of these resources for you um, on that first page. Um, so it should be a lot easier to get up and started uh, and, and learn the basics. Um, the other thing we heard, though, from people is this is great having the resources all in one place, but I don't want this uh, screen, this window, to come up every time I turn on Narrator. So we've added a couple settings to help you configure this uh, new Narrator homepage. So the first one um, is that there's a checkbox on Narrator Home um, that is Start Narrator Home when Narrator starts, um, and by default that is checked. Um, but you can uncheck that, and then when you turn on Narrator, you won't get that homepage. Um, uh, so if you just want to get right into your experience um, and you don't need those resources, you can disable it. So the other thing we heard from people is that they wanted to be more efficient uh, when they switch between applications, especially with Alt-Tab. So by default now, um, if you do minimize Narrator Home, uh, you can interact with it from the system tray. So it goes down into the system tray. Um, so th these are all things that we uh, we just shipped. 
Um, and so I've been talking about kind of how we've been making Narrator easier to learn and use. Uh, and I'm going to hand it over to Jeff to talk a little bit more about what we're doing here. Okay, thank you, Mariah. So continuing on this theme, one of the things that we got some feedback on is that it was rather difficult to download additional voices for Narrator that were built into Windows. What you had to do in the past was install a language pack, and it was just a little tedious to be able to, to do that. So we listened to that feedback, and now you can simply add the voices you know, to your system for Narrator to use very easily and simply. Just to, it just makes it really easy now to be able to do that. Let's now talk about faster and efficient, and more importantly, making you efficient and more productive in the things that you do. So going back and looking back at some of the things that we've done in the past, you know, we've, we've worked hard to bring you high speed voices and we've worked, we always work on performance and responsiveness of our screen reader narrator. And so we, we did this as well with alt tab. We know that's a really frequent command that, that often people use. Okay. And, this is also true for Outlook. In the May 2019 update, we spent some time working on the internals of Narrator and made it more efficient for you to be able to move through Outlook, both in your message list as well as while reading as well. In, in fact, you'll find that Narrator reads more naturally in our May 2019 update. Now, we worked on a feature called Narrator Verbosity. What does this mean? Narrator Verbosity means that you can control the amount of information that you hear about text or attributes on, on text, as well as controls and the properties on controls. So for example, when you tab to specific things, you may hear more information or less information. In the May 2019 update, we redesigned our verbosity levels. Now, for those that may not remember, we worked on the, uh, the keyboard layout for Narrator, and we can use the caps lock and the insert key as what we call the Narrator key. And you'll see that in our user interface as Narrator or Narrator key, as well as in our documentation. To change the verbosity level, you can do it a couple different ways. You can do it in settings, so you can do that by pressing Control plus the Windows logo key plus the letter N or for Narrator. Or you can do it right from the keyboard. So you can hold down the Narrator key, again, which is either Caps Lock or Insert by default. And by the way, that's changeable. So you can you know, use both or you can uh, mix and match that. So you hold down the Narrator key and press the letter V as in verbosity. So I'm going to now describe the five levels of verbosity and what they're intended to be used for. So let's talk about verbosity level three first. All control details. This is the default user experience and you'll find that it may be very familiar to you because it pretty much is with some uh, exceptions. Um, you're going to hear all the information that you can hear as you navigate in your environment, as you navigate to buttons, radio buttons, combo boxes, edit fields, other types of controls, you're going to hear 
the most information that's available in this, you know, at verbosity level three. There are sometimes even additional details that you can receive and you can use the advanced information hotkey. That's narrator key plus the letter zero. And that's uh, zero from the numbers row, one through one through zero across there, just below the function keys. Now, we know that people like to sort of just really be efficient and only hear things that they think that they need to hear, especially about applications that they're really, really familiar with. So we moved uh, verbosity level two some control details. And this sort of narrows the scope a little bit about the things that you might hear. It's really intended for people who know an application really well. They don't necessarily need all the information that's available to them because they're just really an expert or they know this application really, really well. I'm gonna come back to Verbosity Level 1. We've got a really great story to tell around that. And so just, uh, Hang in there just one second, and we'll and we'll do that. But I want to now talk about verbosity levels four and five. Now, two and three centered around controls, right? About things that you interact with as you use your computer. Verbosity level four and verbosity level five have to do with text, or more importantly, text attributes. In other words, things like bold, underline, italic, and other things, fonts, you know, colors, all of that, right? So we we wanted to come up with a way of allowing you to be more efficient as you're just drafting a document, right? If you're in Microsoft Word and you're typing away and you're just getting your thoughts out on paper. You might wanna use Verbosity Level 4, some text details. So you'll get the primary pieces of information that are useful to you here. Things like bold, underline, italic, and other things. But we know that eventually you're going to want to proofread your document, right? You want to be able to go through and make sure that that it looks correct and you're, that you know you don't have anything strange out there as far as the, the format of your document. So we have verbosity level five, all text details. This is going to give you an abundant amount of information about attributes within your document. So it's very verbose. You're gonna hear a lot of information here, but it's really intended for those who need to really proofread their document, okay? In fact, I'm in it right now and I'm in Notepad and it's giving me even a bunch of information here about the font of, of just the text that I'm seeing here. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back to three here. Okay, now we, we really wanted to try to solve a problem here. We know that when you're on the web or you're reading lots of email, but really more importantly on the web, that if you're a student or you're a, a professional and you have lots of text to get through, you know, maybe it's a, an online book or maybe a really long Wikipedia arc, article, that you need to be able to get through that text most efficiently. You don't necessarily care about links. You don't care about any sort of text, you know, control information on that web page. You simply want to just read and just read quickly and get through the information that you need, you know, so that you can study harder, make yourself more efficient at that. So what we have designed is narrator verbosity level one. We call it text only. And that's exactly what it is. 
It's only text. That's what you get. Now, there's a slight difference here in that if you're reading, you're only going to get text. However, if you interact, so let's say you're, you're on the web and you're in a Wikipedia article and you heard something and you thought, oh, you know, I wonder if there's a link associated with that. You can quickly stop reading. So you could do a continuous you know, read or read from here with the narrator key plus down arrow. And then you, know, you might hear something and go, oh, wait, I need, to, I need to go back and see if there's a link there. And if there is, I really should just make a mental note of it that I'll need to come back to that. So you can stop, hit the control key. You could hit shift tab. Now you're interacting, right? You're interacting with the text. So you will hear about links and even other controls as you interact. In, in the web page. So you really have the best of both worlds here, okay? We've done some other things here to really make it, make you more efficient. One of the things that, that people, including myself, sometimes struggle with is, you know, typing with the caps lock key turned on. You know, we, we know that this happens, and, and sometimes I, I can tell a quick story here. I was, I was typing a password on a machine and didn't realize that, that uh, my caps lock key was on and I couldn't log in. And it was early in the morning, and it was just kind of oh, frustrating. So we worked hard on coming up with a feature here that we think that you will find really, really useful. If the caps lock key is on, in other words, you turned caps lock on, and you type, especially with the shift key, then you'll be alerted with a tone or a sound. So now you'll be aware that, oh shoot, my caps lock key is on, okay? We, uh, we also worked on, on some uh, capitalization features and we'll talk about that when we talk about the insider uh, builds coming up here in a few minutes. Now, the third thing that we have here as far as narrator is concerned is it's you know, we, we want it to be more familiar for you. I mentioned uh, this before, but the new keyboard layout was released a couple of Windows releases ago, and we took a hard look at the narrator keyboard design, and we wanted to try to make it better and easier to learn and use, and really more familiar. So as I pointed out here, the narrator key we now allow you to use both the caps lock key and the insert key as your narrator key. We allow you to use the numeric keypad to be able to navigate. In fact, you can get to any object on screen with narrator just using your one hand. And we have enhanced our keyboard layout in the May 2019 update by adding a new feature called move by sentence. Now, I wanna talk a little bit about the keyboard layout here, just, just to get you a little familiar with it here. We're not gonna go over it completely, but I just wanna talk about some of the principal design of it here. You can move by, uh, by line, word, and uh, character, and you'll find that if you hold down the uh, narrator key and press one, you'll go into what we call input learning. And now you can use all these keys on your keyboard and actually hear what their functions are. So narrator U, I, and O are to move by previous, current, and next line. J, K, L are word. M, comma, period is character. And to move by bigger jumps, we add the control key. So you hold down the narrator key plus control, 
And the same principles apply here. So you can move by page, UIO, paragraph, JKL, and now move by sentence, M, comma, and period. This is something that was really requested and quite often, especially by people who are editors and, and who really do lots of word processing, they really find it much easier to be able to navigate by sentence. And we wanted to bring that to them. Now, we have narrator find, list of links, list of headings, and list of landmarks. So you can press narrator F and search for a string. It will jump you to that location. Narrator F7, F6, and F5 will allow you to pull up list of links, headings, and landmarks, and you can even filter your results. So when you pull up that list, you can type in a string, and it will narrow the results down, and you can go right to that link and interact with that link if you wish. Now, I want to turn it over to Mariah, who is now going to talk to us about some web features. Mariah? Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, so so Jeff was covering kind of how we've been trying to make Narrator more familiar. Um, one of the other things that we've gotten a ton of feedback on is around people wanting to be able to choose what web browser they use. So specifically, people wanted to be able to use Narrator with Google Chrome, um, and so we're so we're really excited to you know, have that support now. So the types of things that Jeff was talking about, being able to use Narrator Find or bringing up the list of links and the headings, um, and I was talking about scan mode earlier, all those types of things now work in Google Chrome. So um, we... Uh, we want to be able to give you give you the choice to use the browser that you would you would like to use. So that is now available. Um, so just to quickly recap, we've covered how we've been making Narrator easier to learn and use, faster and efficient, and Jeff just covered familiar. I'm going to talk a little bit about what we've been doing to help increase your independence. So one of the things, you know, we're, we're striving for on this team is that we don't want people to have to rely on sighted assistance when they're losing, when they're uh, using their screen reader um, and, you know, doing their work. So um, some of the things that we have been doing um, for Narrator is we are, Narrator is now available to help you set up your machine. Uh, and that was one of the big requests that we had. People wanted to be able to open up their computer, turn on Narrator, and just get going. Um, so that that is now available. Um, another thing we've been working on over the past couple of years is our Braille support. So we know that Braille is really important um, for a lot of people to be able to review their documents and just read and um, do everything that you need to do. So we do have Braille support, and one of the things we've added recently is Braille support on the lock screen so that you can log in using Braille. Um, so that was uh, recently added. Um, one of the other big requests we had was having Narrator available in safe mode and the different recovery environments. Um, so those are now available uh, as well. So we've been, we've been really working on... Um, just making sure that Narrator is, is available in the places that you need it um, and that you can, you know, do the things you need to do. Um, so that covers everything that Jeff and I just talked about is available um, if you go out and buy a computer and, you know, upgrade to the latest um, 
wind, uh, Windows version. So that what we call that is we say uh, it's generally available. So everything we just talked about is generally available. So if you get a new computer, take the latest update, you'll have everything that we just talked about. I'm actually going to switch gears a little bit now and talk about what's available um, in our insiders, insider update. So Jeremy covered a little bit about what an insider uh, Windows build is. Um, and the things that I'm going to cover now are all available within um, some of the latest insider builds. So for the release that's coming up that, that's available in the insider builds, one of the biggest themes that we've been working on is making Narrator faster as well as the Narrator user more, more efficient. So this was one of the themes that we were talking about before. Um, so one of those areas is around web and browsing the web. Um, so within browsing the web, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we've heard uh, is that when a page loads, um, people want more confirmation that they're on the right page, that um, you know that the that the page is loaded. They're on the right page, um, and they they can get to the content faster. So one of the things we've been working on with Narrator is that when the page loads now, Narrator will start automatically reading the web page, um, and so we think you're going to find this experience to be a bit faster, more efficient because you can just get right to the content. So that's one of the things we've been working on. Another thing that we've heard um, is that. Um, Ambiguous links, so links like click me, click here, click for more information. These types of links are, are spread throughout, you know, websites, but also email. Um, and we know from um, the WebAIM survey that this is, you know, this is one of the most challenging problems on the web. People can't get enough context when they're navigating, tabbing through links, navigating through links. They can't get the context they need to know really where that link is going or what's happening with that link. So we have, um, we've added a command, um, uh, narrator control D, D is in description. Um, and if you press that command on a hyperlink, what we actually do is we, we take the URL and we, uh, retrieve the page title and we speak the page title of where the link is going. So you don't actually have to navigate to that website um, and then navigate back. So we think that's going to make you a bit more efficient. Um, just to brief, uh, previously touch on, um, the narrator control D command is something that's actually been in for a while. Um, and uh, we use that command also for image descriptions. So if you are on an image and it doesn't necessarily have some good alt text, you can press that command and it will describe the image for you as well. So that command, narrator control D, is kind of like a smart describe more feature um, is one of the ways that we think about it. So um, we're excited for that uh, ambiguous link feature, um, help solve some of the click me links. Um, and so one of the other things that we have added um, is a narrator summary command. So we've heard that people want to get a better sense of, you know, how complex a web page is, maybe how long it would take to get through it. Um, so you can now press narrator S and get the number of links, headings, and landmarks um, on a web page. So that is all uh, available. So we've been we've been really working on kind of 
how do we make web better, web improvements? So those are some of the updates that you'll see in the Insider. Um, and now I'm going to hand it back to Jeff to talk about some of the other things that are in the Insider builds. All right. So we talked a little bit about Outlook earlier, how we've made it more efficient, you know, simply for reading and just navigating inside the inbox as well as just reading your messages. And we continued this in our Windows Insider uh, builds here. So again, if you're if you have a, a, a machine that's not your dedicated Windows computer, join us here and, and actually experience these new features. So the first thing I want to point out here is that we now turn on scan mode when you open up a message in Outlook or in Windows Mail. So if you press enter on the message, you'll hear that scan mode turn is, is uh, available and we will start auto reading that message. And this allows you to be a lot more efficient. We really listen to your feedback and this is definitely something that, that we wanted to do. This works in both Windows Mail as, as well as in Outlook. But what do you do before you read your mail? You triage it, right? You go through and you find out, you know, what kind of new mail do I have? You know, and, and so we really wanted to improve this experience. So now you will hear the, the information in Outlook in the order that you expect. Things like if the message is unread or if it has attachments or if the importance is high. You're going to hear that first, and you're only going to hear about the things that are really most useful to you. Things like the from, the subject, and maybe the date of the message, things like that. And one of the things that we did in the Insider Builds is we added a new command to Narrator. By default, you do not hear the columns of the, the message headers, so things like from and subject and things of that nature. We've turned that off because, you know, talking to lots of users, they really don't need that information. They sort of understand it. They get the content in context, right? So they, they, they sort of get the information that, that's there and, and the order is correct to them. But if you need it, then you can press the narrator key plus the letter H as in headers, and you can toggle this on and off. So if you need to hear from and subject and, and the other column, you know, header names, then you can definitely uh, do that. Now, how many of you read newsletters or, or things that come into your mailbox that are sort of marketing related? We get tons of this, right? You know, uh, and, and one of the things that tends to happen here is that authors tend to design these to be visually appealing. And they use what we call layout tables to accomplish that. So they'll use a, a, a table and they'll, and they'll make the, the message look pretty for those that can see it. But for us, it really doesn't matter how pretty it is. We just want to get to the content, right? So one of the things that we did in our Windows Insider builds here is we now detect certain layout tables and we strip that information away from you. But wait, you say, wait, but what about the text? No, we leave that intact. In fact, we'll read it to you in the order that is presented in the table itself. So you won't hear all the table information, you're just going to get text. 
Now we had to be careful with this. So it's, it's pretty limited in scope in reference to what types of layout tables that we, you know, that we actually uh, find because we want to make sure that, that we're, we're really, you know, getting it right. So, uh, you know, we, this is dramatically improved reading of, of, of email. Boy, it, it, you know, just getting through that text, it's just, it just makes life so much better. One of the devs here who works on our team, you know, when he first started here at, at Microsoft, he says, you know, this is, this is a big, big problem for me. We need to solve this problem. And he was elated when this feature lit up in, in our builds. He was extremely happy. Now, I mentioned before that uh, we did some additional work having to do with capitalization. And we, uh, we now allow you to hear about capitalized words as you read. So you can toggle the different settings in a couple of different ways. You can do it in narrator settings, again, with the control key plus the Windows logo key plus N, and then move to that setting. Or you can use the narrator key plus four on the, row, the number row on your keyboard. You can, you can have it set to say cap. So when it finds a capitalized word, it can say say cap. You can have it raise the pitch or you can disable it altogether. So you can have all, you know, these different settings here, I think here that we're down to feedback here. You know, we talked a little bit about this at the beginning and we here at Microsoft are, you know, very excited about getting feedback from customers. It's what drives our work. You know, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most important things, if not the most important thing about the things that we do, getting information from you, our customers. So I wanna give you some resources here and I'll send these off to Larry and uh, he can send them out to all of you. So don't, you know, no need to write all of this down, but I wanna give you some resources that might be useful to you and tell you about ways that you can provide feedback to us. First of all, the narrator user guide. You know, we, we talked about this, that it's available in, at narrator, you know, in narrator home. You can click a button there to open up the web page. For those that want it, you can browse to the web page itself. It's at aka.ms slash narrator guide. And from there, you can download a Word, PDF, or a BRF file of the, of the narrator user guide. It's in UEB format. So you can get that and print it out on your Braille printer or read it on your refreshable Braille display. You can join us in the Insider program. You can find out about how to uh, set that up on your machine. You can learn a lot more about that by going to uh, insider.windows.com. We really would encourage you though to not put this on your primary machine. But if you have a secondary machine and you're willing to join us here, we would love to get your feedback. It's, it's something that is really useful to us. You can, find about, you can find out about all things accessibility as it relates to Microsoft at microsoft.com slash accessibility. You can contact the Disability Answer Desk. You can go to aka.ms slash dad, D-A-D, or Disability Answer Desk. You can call them at 1-800-936-5900. And you can give us feedback. Now, 
you don't have to be in the insider program to give us feedback. There are a couple ways to do this. If you have narrator running, you hold down the narrator key plus the alt key and press the letter F as in feedback. If narrator is not running, you can hold down the Windows logo key and press the letter F. Either way, you'll get a short series of prompts. It pretty much guides you through that entire process. It asks you some basic questions and you can submit feedback directly to us. The cool thing about that is we have people that constantly look at that and then get bugs to us here on the engineering side. And we take a look at this and make sure that we're looking at the things that you're telling us. For those that may need help with Office, you can go to aka.ms slash office accessibility. There's lots of resources there as well. So we've given you a lot of information here, uh, ways of providing feedback, all about some features. And you know, we've only covered really just some of the things that are new in the May 2019 update. And you, you know, there's even more coming in the insider builds coming later this year. All the controls read here just fine. Yep, I'm using Narrator right now. My question is more of a clarification. You're talking about the insider builds. Will the, I think this is kind of like a beta program. So the things that you test out with that will eventually, if everything works out, will be included in future uh, Windows update releases? That's correct. Cool. Good questions. And a lot of variety in questions as well. Yeah. So at this point, we want to thank Jeff Bishop, Mariah Moon, and Jeremy Curry for some terrific information over the last hour and 15 minutes or so. It's been great. Lots of fun. We learned a lot. Don't forget to use the Disability Answer Desk as well. That's another great resource for you. It really is. And the great thing about that is, you know, if you run into a problem and, you know, an issue needs to be, you know, escalated, we have a really great team. I've, I work alongside of them as well and, and communicate with them pretty frequently. And they, they really communicate across the product teams here at Microsoft and, and really know how to make sure that your, that your feedback is being you know, um, gathered and, and put in front of the right people to be able to, to work towards solving issues for you. So, uh, or just getting information to you know, product teams like Office or you know, Visual Studio or whatever the case may be. There are changes coming to ACB Radio, and on our next main menu, we'll be having a roundtable discussion about all of that. Pretty exciting. Main Menu is brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen by going to acbradio.org mainstream, use ACB Link for Android and iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 605-475-8130. Please note the change in phone number. Again, 605-475-8130. If you have comments, suggestions, or wish to submit your own content, feel free to email us, mainmenu at acbradio.org. Please note that airing of any content is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. You can reach us on Twitter as well, at Main Menu. Thanks so much, and we look forward to being with you again on the next Main Menu. Thank you.